Welcome to the My Intimacy Therapist podcast. I'm therapist and coach, Shade Giovanni. If you want to feel less anxiety in your relationships and enjoy a confident and spiritual intimate life, you're in the right place. So grab a cup of tea and a warm blanket and let's talk intimacy. Hey, so you know that moment where you just snap at your significant other and maybe it seems like it came out of nowhere but you just are completely there you have nothing left to give or you're in the middle of an argument and you just numb out you it's almost like you're in a haze or fog or just some other plane of existence you're not even really fully processing anything that they're saying all you want to do is run away, hide in your room, and just sleep for 10 days minimum. Let's talk about it. What is that? Where did that even come from? And what do you do when it's happening? So to start with, a word that could be helpful to describe this phenomenon is flooding. And I would even say there's two different types of it. There are is more precise clinical language to describe what I'm talking about, but you are not a therapist. And so, you know, no need to really go into all of that right now at this moment. I just want to give you enough of what you need to bring it into your everyday life. So I'm going to divide flooding into two separate categories. One of them is going to be the state of drowning or complete um, numbing out, fogged out, you can't really discern words or thoughts or anything at all. It's like everything just goes blank. The other side, I'm going to call the hyper overstimulation, which is where there's just such an influx of information and thoughts from all different angles that you just your hard drive completely overheats and just fries itself it's just too much usually that one is followed by some version of really sharp snapping breaking just like cutting all the noise off so that you can try to regulate yourself again okay so the first one the numbing out, I think that one's very hard, especially in context with a significant other, because how do you explain to them that you, a fully capable adult with words and thoughts and maybe your own opinions most of the time, has now, without them even understanding how, gotten to a place where you have no words to give. You don't even have thoughts. If they ask you a question, your answer is, I don't know, because you genuinely, in that moment, you don't know. There's no, nothing for you to access. So that can feel physically like, it can feel physically numbing a bit. It can feel very low, slow energy. It can feel like you're getting tired and exhausted. It can feel literally like you just want to curl up in the fetal position under a weighted blanket, preferably, or with your pet or um, stuffed animal of choice. That one's hard. Because even for you, if you don't have this language, you might not know how you got there or how to get out of it. So for this, 
if it's possible for you to come up with some version of a code word with your significant other, cool. That would be good to give them a heads up when you notice yourself drifting there. But if this is happening too quickly for you to even notice that, first thing I would say, it's okay to take some space. Ask for the space as best as you can. I just need a moment. Can you give me like an hour? Now, there are some situations where it might be harder to take space, whether that be because your significant other uh, gets triggered by you taking space and so they get anxious and won't let you leave. Or you might just be in a situation where it's not really possible, like if you're on a road trip together or at a family function, work event, etc., etc., or a parent taking care of your kids. But as best as you can, you're going to just go to your survival mode settings, okay? Get water into your body. We're taking deep breaths. We're grounding ourselves back into as much of the present and objective reality as we can. So can we hear what's around us? Can we identify one sound? two sounds, okay, that's a bird, that's a fax machine, three sounds, I think I hear cars passing outside, okay, you can use that, you can use a smell, maybe, smells might be a little trickier depending on where you are, you can use touch, so can you feel the fabric on your skin? If you have a pen or like a fidget toy, can you just feel that in your hand? Can you feel the chair or the couch beneath you? It's really keying into your senses in a way that helps you to ground back into the present. With this one, if you can let your partner know, I, I, I can't talk right now. Can you give me a moment? Whatever way you can say that, just to give them a hint that you'll be back. You're working on regulating yourself. But in this precise moment, you just there's nothing to push through. You're kind of gone in a way. Not in the present. So that's for that side of the flooding. The overstimulation side is kind of a different beast in some ways, kind of similar. That one, I think, is probably a little bit easier to see coming because you're feeling the things pile on as they go. It could be a task list in your head. It could be you're in a location where there's a lot of literal overstimulation of sounds, like sensory things, sounds, textures, is too much so with this one if you are able to physically remove yourself to take down some of the contributing factors i would suggest it maybe you are at a family function and you just need to step away and go in the bathroom for a second and breathe and or cry for just five minutes that totally works Maybe if your kids are just pulling on you, tugging on you, and it's just a bit much, mm, I think when we override or overlook our own needs, it can get us to a place where we feel like, well, you know, I can't, 
can't do anything about the situation because they need me. So I have to just let them tug on me and then blah, blah, blah. but you're still going to hit your wall and you're still going to fry out. So it would be better if you're able to, okay, guys, really for a second, just, we're going to sit down. We're going to watch the show. I'm going to go to the bathroom. I'll be back. Whatever that looks like. We could open a whole nother door there of what it looks like to have boundaries and teach kids, you know, time and place and space for different things in the parenting relationship. But for now, let's just assume that you have that type of relationship with your kids already where you are able to step away, not be touched for a second, not be yelled at or called just for like three minutes to give yourself a chance to re-regulate remove some of the overstimulation. If you're in a home or work setting where it's a task-oriented overstimulation, this is often something that folks with ADHD experience. Um, you want to break a mountain down into just the first step, but even before we get there, I really am a big fan of stepping away from the situation before going back into it. So if you have 80 tabs open on your computer first why <laughs> let's not make that a lifestyle habit oh my goodness that's so hard for your brain to process um, but see if you can just step back and think of within the next hour within the next 24 hours what is just the one thing that absolutely has to happen and that's all you focus on for now just that one thing once you're able to re-regulate a bit more, see if you can go back into the bigger pile and sort and prioritize where things need to go and in what order. But first, you just grab the first thing you can. It can be the most important thing or it can be the easiest thing. Either one, it just reduce the excess of information. If you have, hmm, well, here's an interesting thought. For some people, having sounds and stuff going on all around them is what creates a sense of overstimulation for others having some sense of background noise actually helps them to regulate and focus so that might be just a playlist in the background it could be being in a coffee shop and hearing background noise of people moving around you so just know which one you are and adjust accordingly so yes, this one is just very short and sweet, just giving you language to understand what's happening for you and what could be the potential next step to help you get back to your baseline. If your significant other is usually really frustrated by how you respond in either one of those, whether it be the complete shutdown or the complete blow up and frazzle, then have this conversation proactively so you can both find What's the best way that we can manage this in the moment? What are some of the signs that I notice that lets me know I'm getting there? You can even ask them, what are the, some of the signs you notice from the outside that I might not pick up on? And then find the strategy that works for you together. How can you support me? How can I support you if you're getting into that kind of place? Because at the end of the day, you're a team. And I think sometimes when we're flooded in all of its forms, we can just really feel isolated and alone in that experience and even feel our partner is against us or just doesn't understand. So you know how I feel about proactive conversations. Have one. 
Very fun. I hope this one was practical enough for you to be able to take, copy and paste into everyday life. If you are a fan of the podcast and want to show some love, you can leave a rating or review. And you can also head to my website to leave a little gifty gift to help support just the cost that it takes to post it and host it and make it available for everyone. Not necessary, but appreciate it if you want to. And if you're saying, okay, I don't even know where to start with this. I hear you, but like, what do I do? That's cool. Let's talk one-on-one, you and me figure out how we can make this work for your specific situation. I do therapy with clients in Georgia. I do coaching with folks internationally. So if that's you, head to my website as well or the link in the show notes and let's set up a little consultation. Okay. So all in all, I hope that all of this stuff helps you and your significant other to feel more and more fully seen, fully known, and fully loved. We'll talk soon.